0: hey what's up everybody it is sunday october 22nd 2023 and welcome to a brand new episode of the now mind you podcast this is episode 88 combat
1: i'm tj i'm matt
0: and i'm brett no so bryce uh tone change he had a conflict uh but he'll be back next week y'all uh apologies to anyone listening on their headphones i don't know what's going on with me anyway uh, as far as what we're going to cover on this episode, we will be talking about UFC 294 Mahachev versus Volkanovski 2, which took place in the United Arab Emirates, specifically Abu Dhabi at the Etihad Arena. Uh, and then we also have a rare but welcome topic of the week. Matt, you want to explain that right quick?
1: So our topic of the week this week is uh, best UFC fighters that never became champion. Uh, this includes becoming or well, does not include becoming interim champion. So pretty much fighters who either never won a belt or never got a chance to get to it. You get about three to five of those. Testing the waters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. With that, let's just get into it. UFC 294. It'll be a quick one, y'all.
1: The podcast gonna be probably longer than the card was.
0: Right. Right. Uh, First off, well, let me just talk about the main card real quick because that's usually what we covered. We had Nurmagomedov versus Gafarov at bantamweight. We had Aliscara versus Alves at middleweight. We had Ankalaya versus Walker at light heavy. Then we had Usman versus Chimaev at the co-main and middleweight. Both of them making their middleweight debuts. Then of course we had the rematch between the anticipated rematch. Well. There were a lot of last-minute switch-offs for this card, but the what ended up being the finalized card was still very exciting, right? Uh, we had the anticipated uh, rematch between Mahachev versus Volkanovsky for the lightweight title bout. Uh, Matt, you want to kick us off with Nurmagomedov versus Gafudov?
1: Let's get to it. So uh, for those of you who uh, may have been confused, uh Khabib did not move down to Bantamweight. <laughs> this is Saeed Namurgametov.
0: Think of Narmagomedov almost like a uh like a like last name Smith Johnson or Williams or something like that. It's very common out there, it would seem.
1: Um, so we got Saeed Namurgomethoff at uh Bantamweight, and he was coming into this fight against Muin. How do you say this guy's name? Gafarov, yeah. Muem to Oof, okay. And <laughs> both guys have been to UFC. Both guys uh, actually, believe it or not, were coming into this fight coming off of a loss. Mm. Um, Saeed was coming off of a loss to Jonathan Martinez back in March of this year uh, on that Yan versus Vashvili uh, card. Was it, um, a,
0: was it a leg
1: kick? No, TKO? believe it or not, it was a unanimous decision.
0: Gotcha. Did we cover um, that? Was it main card?
1: I don't believe so.
0: Gotcha.
1: And on the other end we have Gaffaroff also coming off of a loss. And he was coming off of a loss against John Castaneda. Um that fight being that fight being back in June uh of this year. So both guys were looking to get one back in the win column. This doesn't go long. First minute of the fight, this fight also wins performance of the night for Saeed Amerga Medoff. They literally were saying on the broadcast, he has to be careful when he shoots or he's going to get caught with that guillotine. Saeed is known to, to jump straight on a guillotine or a choke the minute somebody shoots on him. Mm-hmm. He has several guillotines. That's kind of a thing he's known to do. It's just, it's also a known defensive tactic too. Um, You know, when people shoot. That you can kind of go for that. And sure enough, Gafarov shoots in, and the guillotine got locked up by Saeed. A minute and 13 seconds into the first round, this fight was over. Um, I have nothing extra. I'm gonna pass that to TJ.
0: I think Gafarov went out while he was tapping.
1: Oof. Yeah. Oh boy, fear!
0: Like he was pissed off when he woke up too. Like he slammed his mouthpiece into the canvas in disgust.
1: Uh, was mad as hell. Yeah, yeah. He said, I took a nap. Fuck.
0: <laughs> I don't have anything that you covered it all.
1: He missed all them texts from his shorty when he went to sleep. Oh so weak. Single now.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> do you mind if I take us into a crown Scarecrow versus Worley Alves at uh, middleweight?
1: Absolutely. Go ahead.
0: Uh, so we have Ikram Alaskarov, who I think was scheduled at some point to fight Paulo Costa. Uh, I think they were mentioning that during the broadcast, but he is a Sambo fighter, which a lot of these fighters are like very active in the Sambo or were very active in the Sambo scene leading up to the UFC. But you might remember Alaskarov for the way he KO'd Phil Hawes back in May of this year in the first round. Um, then on the other side, we have <clears throat> Worley Alves, a UFC vet. When did he start? Or when did he start? Uh, he made his debut back in 2014 in the octagon, and he's like basically about to hit the 10-year mark. Um, he is a kickboxing stylist. And we had an, uh, another instance of the up-and-comer essentially somewhat being fed to the veteran, you would think. At least on paper, that's what it looks like. And you know Alves is trying to show that he's still got a lot of a lot of gas in the tank, so to speak, when it comes to dealing with some of these young comers. Let me tell you this. This was another fight that was not very long, and someone's credit score got knocked loose. Someone got Oof. hit so hard that it took some points off of their credit score. Um, dude, Alaskarov sat all of this down with a jab. This was not a step-in jab, mind you. This was not some type Whoop. of power jab where he wow. shifted his weight to the back. It was just a jab right down the middle. Alves went down with just a jab. So if that's what your jab is doing. We don't need to know what the rest of your arsenal can do. Sure enough, though. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> like It's just like he... He showed how fast the hands were. He did a... Uh, sorry for the anime reference if you guys don't watch anime listening to the combat uh, session, but if you've seen It, man, or you watched Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, um, you saw what yeah. Gojo did to Miguel, that's what he yeah. did to Alves up against the fence. And Bro, that switch needs is crazy. That's enough. Let, let's just stop this right now. Um, I'm going to say this for me personally. I don't want any smoke with uh, Alaskarov and... You know, the card, the main card so far is like 2 0 Russia. Something about Abu Dhabi, the UAE seems to add plus 300 strength. Because, yeah, yeah, Matt, I'm gonna pass it over to you, dog. For what? Okay, take us
1: into No, bro, the- that switching was crazy. <laughs> At, Sorry, <laughs> sometimes I see people get hit, and I just be like, What the fuck is the ref doing? Like, <laughs> fuck all that give him a chance. Nah, bro. A switch knee. He took all of it. His fucking neck snap back. I don't want to hear all oh, well, he was still standing. Him, he, he was trying to register what happened to him. Anyway. Uh, next we had Magomed Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker uh this fight was at uh 205 almost say a cruiserweight this fight was at light heavyweight 205 um they came into this fight with the understanding that this fight was going to be for contendership uh this would lead to you know uh the winner of this fight could possibly be getting a title shot uh is uh
0: real quick remind me again light heavyweight is still uncrowned right now right
1: yeah so lightweight light heavyweight is uncrowned but the, right now, the the they have already set up the fight between Yuri Prochaska and Alexander Pahia. Correct, correct, correct. So they're gonna fight for the title, and the winner of this fight is gonna fight the winner of that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, which within rankings within the rankings is a blessing for Johnny Walker, because of the four of those four people, he's not in the top. Uh, five he's in the top set he's number seven
0: mm-hmm.
1: so but you know Jan blahovich already had his opportunity um and but they're still Alexander Rakic so right the Europeans is coming in for fucking 205 god damn
0: speaking of which though, Uncle Goliath's last fight was actually for the belt uh when he fought Blahovic, if I recall correctly and ended up in a I believe was it a majority tie or something like that
1: he has a draw and a no contest, yeah, for the vacant uh, light heavyweight championship. And after he got, yeah, actually, no, he just had the one win. He had the win over Anthony Smith, and the last fight he was in was ruled a draw mm-hmm. between he and uh, Jan Blachowicz. Mm-hmm. I was looking at something else. I had the wrong notes open.
0: Bro, they don't they don't know <laughs> Just, mm.
1: like, Yeah, you're right, but still I'd be feeling bad. Anyway, um so coming into this fight, Magomed Ankalayev was coming off of the draw with Jan Blahovich. John E. Walker was coming off of a victory over Anthony Smith, a decision that he got back in twenty uh back in May earlier this year. So both guys pretty much were looking to get a title shot this fight seemed like it was going to be exciting on paper it definitely started i wouldn't even say slow just got they both were getting active feeling each other out still got some wrestling going some pressure to the fence johnny walker takes a knee um uh at one point while he's trying to get up because he was taken down but he was working his way up he was on a knee i should say and then takes a knee to the face from uh Magomed Ankulayev now he doesn't eat it straight on he definitely tries to ride the knee a little bit turns his face inward but seems like he takes most of the impact in the neck but a knee is a knee and Magomed Ankulayev damn sure was not 205 pounds during that fight he definitely had put a little weight on Um, I mean which is customary right but so the, uh, the doctor steps in doctor's trying to talk to Uh, Walker and I guess he gets a response from Johnny Walker that he doesn't like that makes him believe that he's not uh, within sound mind to compete and he calls off the fight and before the fight really can even get started uh, the fight is over and it's ruled a no contest Uh, I'll pass it to you TJ
0: for one we need to talk about Johnny Walker's acting skills when I think Uncle Live threw that jab to the body and John was like, Ugh, uh, yeah, slice, nigga. <laughs>
1: wow,
0: jumps. Cool. At First of all, we got to talk about that athleticism because he was damn near on his knees and jump up to throw a fucking knee to the head. I was like, yo. But that's also what caused Uncle Live to kind of secure a, a single leg. Didn't finish it, but at least got the pressure going into the fence. Um, and then the other thing was like, even though, okay, some people will argue that didn't walker have his bell rung i still kind of think he did because the length of time it took for him to respond to the ref was a little worrisome uh especially in some of the playbacks with that being said he like he pushed the ref over to the side he's like man get the fuck out the way yo Magamet, man come on man let's keep it going playboy he they still tried to make the fight happen with
1: him. i felt with like it wasn't even like, aggression on either side towards anyone or even each other they were like it's no like, let's no, fight oh let's yeah fight. let's go we're,
0: we're still here right we're still here let's make it happen well, i don't know what these refs are talking about doctor was clearly on one um i was
1: like, man fuck it y'all let it go and then
0: dana white had to step in and be like all right come on we'll we'll, we'll do right by y'all and it was ruled the no contest which at least that's kind of fair you know it's like all right no one's taking an l on their on their on their record i'm not i'm not mad at that I am mad at the the strangeness of the stoppage um and apparently that doctor was kind of on one too like I heard Victor Henry and the prelims took a nasty groin shot and the doctor he did. said he did not take a groin shot at all I'm like what uh all the pics and clips I saw that man was in pure agony but okay he also was later in the ER his area his groin was swollen oh oh my god That that can't be good. Um, but yeah. That I feel like that fight might have been the only black mark, if you will. Wait, why the mark gotta be black? Mm. That might be the only to ask um, you,
1: brother. (laughs) Oh my god. Especially considering what the next fight is. What you mean by that? The only black mark, brother. Damn. Oh man, he is cooking me. Cause I'm black, y'all. Y'all, y'all I'm too. Black, y'all. I'm, black, <laughs> I'm
0: black, black, black. I'm black. I'm black. <laughs> it's like y'all came in to listen to us talk about combat sports, not to witness somebody get grilled in real time. Um, now, but I was gonna say it was the only like weirdness in the card. In all honesty, other than that, it was oh, super entertaining, bro. That Abu Dhabi buff for those Russian fighters is some crazy. But take us into coming, please.
1: Oof. So. Our co-main event was Kamaru Usman versus Hamzat Chamayev. Kamaru Usman and Hamzat Chamayev are both ranked respectively number one and number four at welterweight. Mm. However, this fight took place at middleweight at 185. Mm, mm. Now, initially, um, Hamzat Chumayev was supposed to do battle with Paolo Costa. Mr. Mr. Secret Juice himself. Paolo Costa is ranked number six. At middleweight Now uh, Hamzad is not ranked in middleweight at all Ideally This would have thrown him within the top five mm-hmm. Kamaru Usman Ranked number one at welterweight Is also not at middleweight At all Um, Because he took this fight On last minute notice After Paolo Costa got injured Um, They then announced That this fight the winner of this fight would end up getting a title shot against Sean Strickland for the middleweight uh, championship. So this fight has now become a title eliminator, but still was a three-rounder. Both guys fought at 185. Um, I'll say this. In the first round, I felt like the stand-up was really there for Kamaro Usman. Um, I feel like overall he had the advantage in the stand-up, which I didn't necessarily doubt that he would have. But I think I was surprised with how much control he had when he was able to especially get to his rhythm. Um, You know, I I oftentimes forget he actually does have a pretty good jab. And because he's a pretty strong guy, he's got knockouts,
0: man, on his record.
1: Yeah. You know, but he steps in on that jab. He's putting a lot of weight on that punch. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure in four ounce gloves, 185 pound guy, roughly 200 pounds night of that's going to hurt. Right. So. Good on him, at least, you know, in that regard. Um, But man, when he did a good job defending the takedown a little bit in the beginning and then Kamaru uh, Kamaru was eventually taken down and there was an immense amount of control time uh, that that um, Hamzat was a bit was able to get in that first round. And that trend sort of continued uh, to a degree in the second round and Not necessarily as much in the third round. Uh, Apparently in the post fight, Hamzat said that he broke his hand um, in the first round. But from what I've seen and at least what I saw, um, he won. You know, he won the fight. The judges agreed. Um, It ended up going into a decision, uh, but we saw definitely I felt some discrepancies in some of his skills. Maybe not discrepancies, but we definitely saw some holes in his game. Um, granted, like he said, his hand was broken. Um, so he says, but he's not as bulletproof as he once looked. And this was also against a guy that's not a true middleweight. Now, we don't really know what quote unquote, you know, a true middleweight version of Hamzat would look like. We don't know what level of training and preparation he was in for at this point. We do know he was getting ready to fight at 185, but you know. Paulo Costa is a real 185er, if you right. understand what I'm saying. Right. You know, Usman has not competed at a different weight class. This is a guy who has always competed, you know, virtually like in a big, bigger. Everybody in this weight class, none of these guys, with the exception of Robert Whitaker, have performed. Robert Whitaker and Jared Cannonier are the only two people that have been in a different division. And Jared Cannonier is coming down.
0: <laughs> that's always wild to me.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He's coming down three weight classes. Yeah. So but yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. I'll pass it over to you.
0: Um I to me it was if in that third round Camaro had stopped the eventual takedown, I don't know if it would have been that clean of a decision. Um, cause he was really, really throwing the minks at, at Hamza and Hamza. He basically forced Hamza to shoot. Like, let's mm-hmm. just get that out of the way. Um trying to think, like Hamza had like decent control, but I feel like when Kamaro showed him in round one, it's like, listen, dog, you're not gonna just smash me. You're not gonna get the submission. It's not gonna be that easy. I think he had sufficiently weathered the storm. I feel like Kamaru should have really put the Put, put pressure on that gas pedal in round two and round three because I feel like in round two he had an opportunity to actually maybe really wobble and hurt uh Chumayev that he didn't really capitalize on and round three I mean round three he came out with the fire but then you know he forced comes out to shoot now the other thing too is like I'm still not sure Kamaru's knees were at 100% also this was the first time I really noticed it, but like kamau has got really small calves. He's got the John Jones calves like high key. I'm like, damn, it bro, was like,
1: extremely noticeable,
0: like probably because the upper body had to put on a little bit more weight. uh, So it didn't look as proportionate as it may have looked in uh, Welter. But I was just like,
1: no, bro, his everything below his knees looked insane.
0: I was just like, how was he? I was like Max Holloway. How are they? Oh, my God. Shut up, bro. That's why. <laughs> But I, bro, the thought, I I kid you not, the thought crossed my mind is like, yo, if he takes one bad leg kick, are we going to see that leg shatter? Ooh. It, it, if y'all didn't watch the fight, you just got to see it to understand where we're coming from because he was like, he was working with Twigs. But I'm wondering if his knees were at 100% because he didn't go for any shots. And Kamaru is a wrestler. He's got hands, but make no mistake, he was a wrestler first. So I'm sure his wrestling is at a pedigree to where he could deal with a Hamza. And I mean, we saw how his defense was. So that's another question. I mean, there was one moment where I was worried too, where uh, when Hamza was on his back and he kind of like threw himself to the wall, I was like, bro, please don't knock yourself out. Please don't knock yourself out. Cause he kind of landed on his I would argue that he that may have,
1: because he also is another person that took this fight short notice. He may have realized that he might not have had the energy to win a wrestling battle that he engaged considering ah. he had already felt what this dude was like when they already wrestled like yeah this might be more work than I needed to be
0: right right
1: right you know? and especially if you're already winning with the hands why yeah. give him an opportunity
0: you don't wrestle the wrestler right yeah. yeah that's a good call out Um, but shit I have nothing to add other than I'd like to see I think there is sufficient Reason to run this back once with a, with a full training camp for both. Personally. And I'd I wouldn't mind seeing this fight again. Uh at middleweight. Maybe they both have had at least one or two fights in this new weight class against actual middleweighters and see what that looks like. Like a season middleweight or semi-season middleweight Hamza versus a semi-season middleweight Kamaru Usman. Um, do I think they should get a title shot off of this? No. I don't they they I mean they didn't even have rankings. That that that's literally some like Yuri Perhachka and Alex Pajeda type <laughs> level jumping that they're trying to do with them. Uh but I don't run the UFC, so it's what it is. All right. Shall I take us into the main event? Sure. All right, we have Mahashev versus Volkanovsky, too. Uh, This was for the lightweight title. Uh, I believe, yeah, uh, Volk had his title defense against Yay Yay Rodriguez. Uh, And then Mahachev's last fight was literally Volkanovski. Uh, Originally, it was supposed to be Mahachev versus Charles Oliveira, too. But as we saw, Oliveira's face got split open. And we saw the videos of them opening the cut just to, I guess, prove to people that his face got cut open. But I was like, niggas, aren't you making the cut bigger? But, you know, we're not a part of his team, so... uh gross. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> but listen, bro. Uh, Mahachev was just like, I'm not going to leave it to the judges. And I'm sure that was Volk's mindset as well, but uh, it, even with the fence wrestling... Volkanovski just looked a step slower overall and you could see that Mahachev was setting up that eventual head kick that led to the knockout by kind of kicking Volks to the body and getting those hands to drop very reminiscent of and I, I feel bad for DC because they had to in the in the hype for Stepe versus Jones they had to play both clips where he was getting molly by these dudes yeah bro but no, it was very he reminiscent these niggas he's like me. i That's work crazy. here he's like i will work here and i was like damn dc is hilarious by the way i'm so glad he switched to commentate uh commentating because he's always a good time um but it was very reminiscent of the head kick that john jones got dc with i think it was was it their second meeting how many times have they fought? I feel like they fought three times three times. Oh uh, it might have been their second. It was or or last the last one. It yeah, was the last one. And it was the yeah. one where I was like, yo, I think I remember watching that man. Like, yo, I think DC figured it out. I think he figured John Jones. And then John Jones hit him with that head kick. And I was like, Hit him with no. that head kick and the trip. Oh, oh my yeah. God.
1: When he tripped him instead of following after him. Yeah. Like, you know, when you follow after guys through the few punches, he was like, Oh, he's ducking. Just kicked his feet out
0: yeah i remember because that was the one where dc cried uh during the octagon interview i was like well there's there's not gonna be another one that kind of broke my heart because dc is such a good dude but he's redeemed himself in like space like the dude's been a champ champ like so on and so forth. like it's dc um yeah i mean yeah like volkanovsky just got caught lacking and Mahachev showed that he's not just wrestling. He's got striketry as well. But I don't know. I'm kind of interested in like what Volk's headspace was like simply because of some of the stuff he was saying in the octagon as well as in the after uh, post-fight, should say, press conference. Uh, but I'll pass it over to Matt. What would you think, bro? Um, I don't know. I,
1: I feel like it's I don't know we talked about this beforehand right like Mm -hmm. i felt like it just it leaves a question unanswered because yes you beat him but you beat him on short notice and he he wasn't in the middle of a camp for you he wasn't in the middle of a camp for anything you know be ready at all times all that i get that and yes he did say yes but you can't feel vindicated uh that you beat a guy that trained to beat you from a lower weight class the first time you can't feel vindicated in, in the fact that you had the detractors when you beat this guy again, but you beat him on short notice. You did not beat him when he had the opportunity. Now look, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know, if was a fifth and all that, he zigged when he should have zagged, he got kicked in his fucking head. And that's how, you know, that's the end of the story. I understand that. That could have very well happened if he, you know, had he had a camp, he could have made the exact same mistake. You know, right. you literally never know, right? So, um, but this just didn't do anything for me. But be like, cool, let's just get, get Charles Oliveira in here, right? Um, so let's see what happens. Indeed, indeed.
0: Well, all right, man. Let's switch over to our first combat topic of the week, uh, which is what Matt remind the folks again. Oh.
1: Our top UFC fighters that did not become UFC champions, uh, go you know, like about three to five. You know, we kept it loose, you know, just to, just for this first one. See how it goes. Like
0: some of these fighters' credit scores after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I start saying the credit score thing. It just makes me laugh. Um, if you don't mind, uh, in no particular order. Uh, these are the names that came to mind, and. Uh, if I'm messing up on some of this, let me know. But I was thinking, like, Elijah Faber. Um, if it weren't for Dominic Cruz, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, for uh, real. John Dodson, if it weren't for Mighty Mouse. Uh, um, I don't know why, but I was thinking about, like, Bigfoot. Not Bigfoot. Uh, no, yeah, Bigfoot. Antonio, Antonio Uh No, not, not Big Nog, Little Nog. I was thinking, like, Antonio Silva. I feel like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Cowboy. To a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know why but I thought Kimbo Slice. Um yeah. you know those are my five. How about you?
1: Um so I got uh Yoel Romero. Ooh, yeah. Um Nate Diaz. Yeah, uh Gustafson,
0: yeah. Yeah, John Jones was a fifty cent to he, his jaw
1: rule. Gustafson, unfortunately, was just around for the John Jones and D, for John Jones and DC's eras. Yeah, so <laughs> D- yeah, that's fucked up. He yeah. just happened to be out at the same time. So. Bro, you were just born in the wrong time. That's what you're saying. <laughs> you were just born in the wrong era, man. Yeah, that's all. It's not his fault. Um, and then last the the two last people I had, I got a. Hendo, uh, mm. Dan Henderson, who literally has won the title in every promotion he's ever been in except UFC. And my last one is another one that's going to hit close to home, at least for me, uh, Cub Swanson.
0: Oh, damn. And then we just saw him take yeah. that L to John Martinez. That's yeah, too long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's solid. Those are my guys. Yeah. There's like, there's so much sadness. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, but you know was, what? Like, at least gosh. the thing for me is like, uh, I always like, not necessarily butterfly effects shit, but I like things like, oh, if only this didn't happen like this one way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I remember Cub was right there and they were just like, you'll get a title shot, but you gotta fight Brian Ortega first. And I was just like, fuck. Like I remember it right when they, was like, just let him fight Max. (laughs) Fuck that, man! Just let him fight Max. (laughs) And they uh, did not, in fact, just let him fight Max. Mm -hmm. They didn't allow that. So, yeah, that one hurt because I was like, man, it was his year, man. I felt it. I was like, oh, he got it, and it was just like. Oh, this either he's gonna get it or Brian Ortega's gonna get it. And it was like, uh, we'll just have him fight for it. And I was like, oh, somebody could have waited. Fuck. And sure enough, mm. Brian Ortega took it. And then, you know, and I'm not even saying this offensively, you see what happened. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, this shit that could have been Could have been anybody, to be honest. Indeed. And during that era of Max Holloway, it was everybody. Yeah, Yeah. apparently it still is. It kind (laughs) of still is. That day was like the oof. God, can you actually rethink about it? That was the beginning. That was the beginning of Max Holloway being on that next level for that volume. That was when it started. It started against uh fucking uh Brian Ortega. Huh? Like, no, rock with me. Because, like, if you look at uh, Charles, yeah, he beat Charles Oliveira, Jeremy Stevens, Ricardo Lamas, beat Pettis, and then when he got those two wins over Aldo, Brian Ortega was his first title defense, after he finally got, like, you know, got it off Aldo, beat Aldo for the defense, then he beat Brian Ortega, went upstairs, tried to fight Dustin Poirier, and then, you know, just... Went at it with Frankie Edgar, despite those two losses to Volkanovski, threw 10 billion punches in both of those. You know, uh, the Calvin Cater performance speaks for itself. The Yair Rodriguez performance speaks for itself. I mean, shit, he got fight of the night for both of those. Loses to Volkanovski again, then he looks like Max Holloway again against Arnold Allen and Chan Sung Jong. But, like, this new just... Volume, volume, volume! Constantly throwing, and that's like not even a thing for him. You know, that's new. That was as new as that was at least. Damn. Sorry about that tangent. No, that's
0: that that very much welcomed. Uh, shout out Max Holloway. <laughs> now we're in a situation where he might fight Volkanovski again, bro. Uh, it well yeah, bro, if, if, you- if they do if they do Topuria versus Holloway, we might see a fourth one. Let's be real. You
1: just got to start bypassing him.
0: Yeah. If like, nah, maybe, it's like, if not, it's you just, the somebody just got to
1: sit Max down and be like, bro, you just got to cool off for like a year and just go to 55. <laughs> right. Please. They like, got records
0: there that you can break. <laughs> he's like, oh, word.
1: It's like, he's like, but I already got the UFC records. It's like, fuck. He does. Like, <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> All he's, he's going to do is just carry the, the output record to the next weight class he goes to. That's it. <laughs> right. That's the only thing that changes. That's the only new record he'll get. He'll get the output record for that weight class, but it doesn't matter because he already has the output record for the whole company.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious.
1: Oh, man. Shit will go down, but I'm sure he can't go down.
0: Right. In Max Hallway
1: all right man i think we did it i think we got it done uh as far as combat sports next week we do not have any ufc we don't have ufc again until uh november the 4th however this weekend what we do have is francis Nganu versus tyson fury oh shit yeah we'll be covering that next week's on next week's podcast um as well with that uh you can follow us all on social media. You can follow me at Matt Hamrick. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C-T-J.
0: Let me tell you where you can find me, brother. You can find me on Instagram at TusForesk. That's G-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. Oh yeah. Y'all can find Bryce on Instagram at the Velvet Panther. Kidding. He hasn't updated it yet. We're bringing it back. I got you, Bryce. It's going to be at Ashe Onsa. So that's A X E underscore O N C A, baby.
1: Where can they find the podcast, Matt? My voice hurts. We can find no. Keep going. No, <laughs> <laughs> we can find the podcast at Now Mind You Podcast. Wherever you like to get your social media, and wherever you would like to get your podcast, we are everywhere. Um, And with that, we will see you guys next week, and we will talk to you about what could possibly end up being a circus, Tyson Fury versus Francis St. Donald.